Hey, welcome, uh, Tanesh, to Bike Side Peace. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me, Amit. Yep, we're very excited to have you because uh, I've noticed uh, a lot of uh, previous founders who've come on our channel. Right, they've all be they actually ventured into entrepreneurship after they've gone into after they have done sort of like a job. They first out of college they do a job like for two years, understand the industry, the landscape, etc., and then take the plunge into entrepreneurship. But then, like I noticed, you're very different. You sort of have like entrepreneurship in your blood, you can say, because you started you started a, a company with your dad at a very such a very at a very young age, and then you're on to your third startup. So I'm not explaining it. We'd love to hear it from your end. So how did all start it? How did you get into entrepreneurship in the first place? <laughs> as as you mentioned, yeah, uh, you know, I think it was built in in the blood. Uh, I come from a family which has always been um, in 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 business for a while, um, and of course, I used to look at it. Uh, the family business was into manufacturing of of all these surveillance products. So I was I always had affinity towards that industry, but also I was a built maybe a little differently wherein I always wanted to do something on my own rather than just following what what was happening in in the family because sometimes you know what like like. Let's just let's just call it out, right? Sometimes uh, you don't fit well into your family business, right? It's better you're doing something on your own because um, that just gives you a liberty to make decisions as to how you would want to make it. So um, I mean, I started off with with uh, very simply, right? Of course, when you're 15, 16, when I started off, you don't have any money. Mm -hmm. uh, what you do? What I did was that I, I was maybe smart enough to go to my dad. I told him, hey, why don't you give me products on credit and I'll sell it across. And when I come back to you, I'll pay you back, pay it back to you. So for me, it was a little easier to sort of just set up the stepping stone because I did not have to invest any of my money to sort of go ahead and start. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course, the time, the effort, which you know, you start ground up was was immense. So got it, uh, like you know, I uh, I got a bunch of friends together. I told them that hey, this is what I want to do, and and I I think that this can make some good money out of it, and let let's just do it. Let let's just do it for the fun. Um, started off with that business, um, you know, and over a period of the next two years, I was his biggest distributor in in the country. I was selling, uh, I think, thirty percent of their their production, which these guys were making. Um, and, and what what sort of yeah, what sort of product was that? These were these were all these surveillance products like CCTV cameras and biometric devices and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so what I used to do was these guys to manufacture. What I used to do was I used to buy it and I used to have my own own integration and in, and in service provider team and then we used to go and install it. So say if you want to get a, a surveillance system installed in your office or your house, right? We would go ahead and and do that. And that experience in itself like gave me a lot or rather set up a lot of context in terms of the problems an SME or a small business would sort of face in some way or the other. Like I think that has been the most uh, uh, like it's been such an experience for me to start off with that as the starting point because it gave me a lot of contextual understanding of stuff I was doing. But I mean, I started with that, of course, ran that for two, three years. Uh, uh, and then just because of the nature of that industry, I used to go to China a lot. So, you know, there I used to find a lot of products. I used to talk to a lot of manufacturers. And what I realized was that um, 
um and, and then i came across this this whole drone tech industry which was very nascent very new um in india it was it was at a very very nascent sort sort of a stage and i understood that there would be a huge potential for drone tech which is even today and, and i think the industry is not even opened up as yet so this was back in 2016 17 is when i thought that hey we should actually do something so yeah uh, brought in industrial grade drones from uh, multiple places and then your i counted the likes of very high level agencies um, you know were also uh, sort of a part of uh, part of my my clientele so touchwood like had an early sort of hands on experience in terms of running something small and mm-hmm. just scaling it up eventually right uh, was was maybe making more than what a typical 17 18 year old kid would would sort of be making to do but it was overall i think it was a stepping stone for me to and and you know how you mentioned right like people start off with a job i mean there's nothing wrong with it but like the experience which i got first and i think i made numerous mistakes right but i learned with every mistake which i was making in everything which i was doing so uh, yeah it was it was a fun fun experience to sort of just at that age uh, luckily to be able to meet such such people uh understand how business happens at a high level look and maybe see money like the first thing is that uh, you know when you're young and and isn't the like like money excites you too much but just the ability to be able to see money so uh, quickly and then also see it vanish in some way or the other is also like a great experience to have so yeah been through a very floater like of a ride you know it's been a roller coaster ups and downs uh, but some way or the other was also sort of involved in a few other gigs here and there in in the tech space and then eventually i think took all the like, confluence of all these ideas uh, career experiences and and stuff like that and 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 i think built it and shaped into this this whole uh, ball which is our moonshot called as cyber so you know that's that's how i think the journey has panned out till exciting so it's been like a good wholesome experience for you right when we were still studying in college Say at eighteen or at twenty-one, yes, you're having the side by side. You're having the whole entrepreneurship experience, so you could learn a lot from those, right? A lot of mistakes which first-time entrepreneurs make. You already made when you're a student, so I'm sure that yeah. definitely helped you in your in further. So again, coming to your education, you joined the NMIMS, and then, but then unfortunately, you had to drop out at the end of second year. So what happened there? What really drove you into that decision? i don't think it was unfortunate it was fortunate and and conscious decision which i think i take it because i'll tell you what happens is that uh, see i am i'm not pro education and pro knowledge right so i mean uh, what i realize is that okay education sometimes works well for a few folks and sometimes it doesn't right i mean there's no right or wrong answer to how do you pursue academics uh, in general for me it is more about once i know i have that contextual knowledge to kind of go ahead and do something i would i would like i i did not see a sense of wasting another two years within within my my education stand so rather i was like i'd rather and and of course it was not it was a very conscious decision as well right because i was concurrently working and my work it got to such a level wherein i couldn't uh, you know i had to choose either or right so when you go down to that level is when you have to take a very a uh, conscious decision and i was at a stage wherein if it wouldn't have been for me um, i don't think that would have fared well so uh, that is that was one point whether and and of course right you can always i think roll back towards getting your education any time you want 
you know, it, it might be a very, uh, uh, it might be a bubble in your head, but the point is, if I want to go ahead and and then now pursue my and complete across whatever degrees or the namesake degrees which you call it out, right? It's it's very easy to sort of go ahead and just do it back again. But at that given point of time, right? Just that conscious decision of being able to do something bigger than myself was something which was which was in my head. And of course, I choose that. Yeah, I mean, um, not everyone would have. I, I I'm sure not everyone would have done that. But for me, that was the most uh, conscious choice which I think I could have could have taken at that given point of time. So, Fair enough. Yeah. So just to clarify, you're working on yeah fleage right at that point of time. I was working on fleage. Yeah, I was working on fleage. A few other things here and there. Yeah. I mean, I was. I was literally trying to do uh, do so many things at once, uh, just because I wanted to understand. Like I knew that I have to kind of settle down on one thing, but I was just trying to do stuff, right? Just to sort of understand what's sort of going on, what is not. So where am I good at? Where am I bad at? So I was doing a few stuff, but yeah, fleet majorly. I think it was, right. it was in, so, in progress. Yeah. yeah. So just wanted to understand uh, when you're doing that. Like, did you find your say like a co-founder from inside? Through your friends, friend circle, or you found someone else outside, in a mimes. How how did that happen? So um, yeah, as as you uh, you know mentioned about finding the right co-founders or the people you are gonna sort of work with, I would say that your your best friend or whoever right who generally is is majorly a co-founder. I think that might be a very wrong decision to take because you are you have a very biased opinion. At the end of the day, when you're sort of forming across a company, uh, you have to think it from a, a nature that uh, you know is this person going to be useful or not. And over a period of time, whosoever you're working with, right, you'll actually end up becoming great friends with them. Mm-hmm. So the point is that uh, while I was going ahead and looking forward to like getting in in the right folks, for me it was more about uh, okay, I'll get in. I'll I'll have a very conscious decision about who I want to get in. I look at their skill sets. I look at their passion, and then I'll I'll probably take across and make across a very conscious decision to who you want to get. So, um, some way or the other, yes, like the the whole alumni sort of helps me to sort of get in the right folks in and around us. But um, yeah, man, I mean, uh, uh, it was it has been a very tight journey for us to for me to at least find across the right people I want to work with. Uh, but but in some way or the other, the alumni does does sort of help. Okay, like cool. that that college connection, of course, helps. Cool. Uh, just uh, okay. Now moving on to you, what you're working on currently. So you already gone through a lot of experiences, learned a lot of lessons, right? And then how did all these lessons add up to help you when you started Skyper? Uh, I think uh, very. It's a very interesting sort of uh, a journey to sort of take and have young experiences because every experience is such a learning, uh, right? And one uh, maybe an early experience uh, gives you and and lot and sets across a divide between uh, uh, facts and reality. Uh, between what is what you are imagining versus the the actual realism which is sort of happening uh, so um, you know when when and you would have seen right a, a bunch of young people trying to do stuff but after a certain point of time they don't have that grit uh, even though they have the passion the grit to actually stay in the game is not there right so after a certain point of time you would have seen that if things are not working well in their favor people just fall out so just the ability to to kind of just stay in the game is something which you learn 
learn because at the end of the day that 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 whole founders grit is something which i am a huge believer of that even if you as a founder or even you like a founding team which you are getting right it's not the good or the great times which defines our founder behaves it's the worst of the worst times right and we have been in a position wherein uh, fundraising has sometimes been tough uh, you know getting the right product getting the right team all of it has been like a very wavy journey but just the ability to stick around is something which you'll realize and and then being able to come out of it right is something which you sort of you know set across a context and i think apart from anything else just that the the the, the persistence you can ability see, right? to under yeah. yeah the persistence is there right and also the uh, the the reality factor is something which is going to be very useful just knowing that i'm not living in this bubble that okay my idea is something which is going to be like a billion dollar startup which most people have a thought process about for me it's not about that right the research the hypothesis and the actual execution is something which 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 for me is is major right our idea could be the best but ideas are in plenty just the ability to know that execution is key is also something which you will realize over a period of time uh because you you might not even have a unique idea you can just do the same stuff but if you're doing it better you're executing it better i think it it makes across a, a lot of sense so i think um uh, just that all these factors you know you realize uh, you just move out of that bubble that la la land which you are in to 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 reality and that like having such young experiences sort of helps you right picking on your last point which is which is very interesting because you say a lot of people have good ideas a lot of people replicate ideas as well but at the end of the day it all matters in your execution right because if you don't execute well then startup won't materialize exactly so how how so maybe for the benefit of our audience do you want to explain quickly what skyber is and then let's move on to the actual question sure yeah uh, so i mean skyber started off with a very simple hypothesis to streamline the way businesses operate in the country uh, we realized that the the between the typical discovery to payment flow for any sme uh, between any inquiry to an invoice flow uh, the sheer amount of stakeholders which are involved and how they are all on disintegrated platform systems and interfaces so skyber uh, i would say rather than a company it's more like when we call it a hypothesis which we have in our head that to streamline and bring together all these stakeholders uh, between discovery to payments on one platform but that being said um, i think uh, we uh, we call ourselves a commerce enablement platform wherein we want to enable uh, the next uh, few set of the, the next millions of small smes to sort of come uh, digitize come online and streamline their processes and 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 those um, and and we'll be making across saas content infrastructure and services for them mm-hmm. um the, that being said uh, the first thing which we launched out with is something we call as danda which is our flagship product uh now danda of course is one word i think which is synonymous with small businesses and smes in the country so with danda the whole idea is to become a quintessential platform for this sme wherein the crux of the organization the storefront the inventory invoicing etc is managed by one platform and it's concurrently also linked to a front end in some sort of a market place so we're working towards that but yeah that's in short that's something which we are which we are yeah. uh, thriving towards right so that sounds like a what do you call like a horizontal saas right wherein like one yeah, in some other yeah you can onboard a business and then that businesses will be helped on multiple fronts say like will you help them with filing taxes accounting managing their inventory 
like help connect with them with future businesses etc so is that is that something new in the indian space or do you think there are already existing unicorns or even players in the market you're competing with the point is that uh, um, you know people have verticalized approach we say that we have a contrarian approach in terms of dealing across a horizontal marketplace saas platform is, is what you could call it because we are differentiated that we are not a typical saas platform uh, it, it's uh, like when we are launching up with a few products now it's 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 just opening up the ecosystem in a whole different spectrum but but i mean i would say that just to sort of add on to that point what people think is that they could make a vertical uh, and an exhaustive vertical platforms right like you would have seen that someone is just building across one suit of 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 product but trying to just expand it that vertically but eventually now what what would happen is when you look at it from an sme's perspective right uh, that just that vertical is not just it's not solving a problem on its own for him the actual problem is is very huge right uh, this whole macro problem of an sme is made up of lot of micro problems that all and every aspects of course you can't solve all of them but we picked out that there are a few core problems which are very like like integrated in in their nature and if you are able to just pick that and solve that that gives you much more utility than what just a vertical use case would have sort of given right and plus it's also about registering in the user persona as a horizontal play because you might think that hey build vertically and then try to scale horizontally um how many times do you think that happens the point is that the user persona in itself has been ha- has categorized you into that certain vertical right so for now having that ability to go ahead and and just spread horizontally just is is very low like you know we might it, it can happen but the point is we, we don't think that in today's term we have the time to go ahead build a vertical and then 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 lay low horizontally so right yeah. so when you, yeah when you do that if you doing so are you targeting smes here specifically or because if you take a big company then you're solving a lot of problems for them right so are you scaling that level down and then coming and helping businesses in their nascent stage so that you can help that yeah, you right so what happens is that like when you look at the msme right the point is anyone doing 5 lakh to 250 crores in revenue is an msme right the, the whole point is that i have actually seen businesses doing 20 25 30 40 50 crore in revenue still running the whole lala way not having any systems in place to turning it purely on basis of how their jugadu traditional indian business system used to work right uh, so the point is that uh, with my research i realized that still about you know a, a good chunk like literally 88 to 90% of businesses in, in in the country not in a position and who have never been interfaced to an online sort of an ecosystem or a flow of things or a, a or a seamless sort of a, a saas play also right mm-hmm. uh, so we realize that there is huge potential there be it a smaller micro uh, business who might be uh, you know like the needle might points toward having a app based system uh, you know having a simple app and versus moving down if if you know you are a larger sort of an organization you might need the same sets maybe a little more comprehensive and and on, on a desktop sort of a tool so yeah i mean we are looking at getting this whole b2 b2c sort of a spectrum mm-hmm. um, on 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 board because like bringing that whole supply chain is actually what goes down to our hypothesis and and actually solves a, a big problem which which uh, most people have not realized but yeah right so was reading up on 
your flagship product thunder and it is pretty interesting because it it felt like a sort of a super app but for b2b because we have a lot of super apps in the b2c space but then is thunder like do you envision it as a is like a super app for b2b or is it catering yeah, to i mean see the point is that what happens is that uh, you know uh, and and this is a very uh, contradictory approach as well right people say that you should become something for someone uh, before becoming everything for everyone we're just saying that we are not everything for everyone as a super app but we are something for everyone uh, now that's that's a, a, a little bit of a different approach in the sense that like what 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 is a super app right a super app is uh, giving utility to whoever you want and whatever you want to do but the point is that just from an experiential perspective why super apps have not traditionally worked out well is the whole problem is that it's too much information for that one person finding that just one core utility which is sort of needed so us as a platform right be it from a consumer end you realize if you come in as a consumer you're just seeing what you as a consumer should see if coming in as a business you're just seeing what you're seeing as a business if you are a third party aggregator or whatsoever who's facilitating something leveraging our platform you'll just see your interface so the point is that yeah we are building something wherein it makes sense for a, a larger mass but in a very specific uh, experiential perspective that it is not too much information at once it is the right information and everything right for that particular user persona or or stakeholder so we're just little like super app wouldn't be the right term but yeah uh, in like i even we don't have the right term yet as to how we would sort of <laughs> like the terminology which we could sort of use for some like this got it got it so can you it's it's interesting because we have already enterprise saas uh, unicorns in india like maybe zoho or international type then charge b in india so how did you come across right. this idea how did you like what is the starting point of of skyber basically so sure. see the starting point is very uh, i could say personal right we had a very personal problem was was on the other side of the spectrum a small business owner myself understood the small integrities and the problems which actual businesses face mm. so the point is that when i realized that hey, there is still no platform wherein what what am i doing as a small business right i'm looking after discovery i'm looking after sales pipeline i'm managing stuff i'm looking after my payroll and my employees i'm looking after my credit i'm looking after the payments whether i've received it or not i'm getting the invoicing done i'm looking at literally so many uh, things at once right so for me uh, what i realized is that all these problems are actually one big macro problem for this sme and that is something which needs to be solved for what i realized what what was already there right has been very segmented into into stuff and and just that the ability to sort of think to make a confluence of all these things and and simplify that together all into into one more something which was like the core uh, you could say the kicker to for us to sort of start building right uh, so fundamentally it was i saw my mention right it is about bringing across all these stakeholders on on one platform in some way or the other but yeah. uh, moving down further uh, uh, like you know of course you have to break that that sort of whole vision down so yeah starting point is let's get across our larger vendor base 
let's ensure that they find some utility and then built on top of that but uh, the whole core differentiator for us comes in wherein uh, you know you would have seen that saas operates in itself as a, as an industry and marketplaces of commerce happens uh, or or operates in itself when we say we are commerce enablement it means that we are the core features of commerce fintech uh, in general uh, combined with a, a saas play so that is how it sort of you know differentiates us as just a typical saas platform being existing and thinking of that okay i can sell across a software and make money out of it rather it's it's a little different uh, than whether when it's mixed with this whole commerce angle uh, of 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 things as well got it so got it so can we say i mean again going back to the a previous question because your experiences in in other business in the previous businesses actually did that like so the seed of idea skyber in in a way is you, what were problems you faced during your initial businesses you're trying to solve that in skyber like essentially yeah in some way or the other right because i think it was the core problem which came in front of my eyes as an sme myself right hey what am i doing how are things going in this way wouldn't it just be got if i had a solution to solve for this right a very very personal problem uh, but of course we it came with okay having that personal problem but also understanding it talking to so many others and relating it down that hey i have this problem do you have it do you have it uh, you know so i and fortunately right i had clients who were smes so you know though i was an sme i was serving other smes so you know i had a chance to sort of look at people's models and how they sort of function also very closely and be just and the ability to ask them questions whether they were facing the same problems or not and somewhere or the other like after talking to literally a thousand people i realized that hey, like the core problem for everyone is same there is a definite need and a want uh, which is sort of there for two different aspects um, and and i'll tell you what like very interestingly saas functions as a need but commerce functions as a want for 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 people and that just that confluence in that ability to just sort of connect these two dots was uh, between that need and the want was something which i wanted to do and like it it happened yeah it happened slowly gradual processes lot of research but some way or the other we are able to sort of structure across a hypothesis and a, a fundamental to form got it got it uh, also when you when you envision this as an enterprise saas plus commercially enabled functionalities so how do you plan to scale up say do you want to grow organic do you think there's enough scope to grow organically or do you want to are you looking to raise funds and then scale up see the point is that uh, i i'm a huge believer of you being able to build across a very organic structured dhanda right mm-hmm. you have to run it as a typical business uh, but the whole problem is we are in a rat race to sort of go ahead and acquire people and that's why i think fundraising acts as a catalyst for your growth um of course you are raising funds because of the sure fact that we have to sort of get to a, a certain goal faster and the ability to make a difference should be much quicker uh, in this market to be able to just ensure that what you're planning for the greater good is is happening quickly uh, and you have to be very quick to sort of an agile to sort of get to that point uh, but over a larger and a longer vision would always be to sort of 
build this as a very sustainable business in itself wherein the fundraising should should uh, act as a catalyst towards your growth and not the end mean to for you to just be wanting to raise to be able to grow right and that that's a very big roadblock to have as a company even as a startup right um, i think you might be in a very good as i call it the the la la land to sort of thing that okay i'll keep on raising funds and going it but that's not the point yaar the point is that when you're building up actual business build it as an actual dhanda is what but i would just say uh, build it as that okay maybe it's free for some time after a certain point of time you are you're monetizing it the right way you have the right monetization strategies um and even if fundraising imagine yaar i've seen companies not being able to raise fund just and having like just a one or two or three month runway and if they are not able to raise they're they're out of business they can't do anything and they're shut right you don't want to be in a position because if you have a larger longer vision you have to build it in a very sustainable sort of a way and that's that's a decision which you have taken like that's a pure play decision which we were like that we we'll, maybe we go slow but we go in the right direction we go it in we pursue it in, in a proper manner excellent man great answer a uh, yeah. lot of lot of great insights uh, thank you so much man uh, for the oh, insights and i wish uh, you and your team achieve i, I hope skyver achieves full potential thank you thank, thank you, you so, so much, much. Yeah. yeah thanks for having me uh, uh, and of course i've been following you guys for a while uh, you know since we had a chat and you've been doing great stuff and uh, of course yeah, this is this is always fun to be able to meet the the right people talk to them i lay down my vision in some way or the other i always love to to sort of talk about it and and of course i've connected we'll we'll stay in touch cool man great to hear that all the, all the best man have a good day thank you so much man you too yeah.